Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, welcome, folks. Happy uh, Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day. We got uh, uh, a special guest, Jimmy Rambo, standing by. And uh, just wanted to announce uh, you're used to seeing Michelle here with me. She's uh, she's away today. My sweetheart is on the way to the uh, airport to pick up her son, who's returning from a, a short getaway. So um, you'll just uh, have myself and Mr. Rambo today. Just a couple quick announcements before I bring Jimmy in. We got um, tomorrow, Thursday, the uh, dealer roundup. We've got um, it's a virtual dealer roundup. I feel like a lot of people are just because a new it's a new name. We're going to do six of those this year, so this will be the the first of six, and um, we've got two dealer panels. This is all virtual event. So we got two um, uh, dealer panels to kick off the day. We're doing the first one on um, strategies for um, growth in 2024. And we've got uh, two really established uh, dealers and Dan Grovner out of Missouri and, uh, and Nick Marcosian from here in Utah will be joining us for that first session. That's 9am kickoff. We got 9am Eastern uh, start for this. And then the next session will be on, uh, revving up the recon or inventory pipeline. We've got um, dealers, um, Edgar Rodriguez out of uh, the Houston area, and then Melanie Goldman from uh, the um, central part of Indiana will be with us on that one. Our, our co-moderator, by the way, for the day is uh, dealer Nathan Syme out of Alabama. Happy to have Nathan joining us. He's uh, he's just one of those guys who asks a lot of great questions. He's got franchise background, uh, you know, franchise management, entrepreneurship, and now two years in buy here, pay here. And so I'm excited to have him co-moderate with me and, and ask some of the great questions that uh, Nathan's kind of known for. And so that'll be, uh, you know, an important event. And then tomorrow night, Thursday, we've got um, our V8 group three meeting. So that's the group that is for uh, newcomers. So it's not too late to get in there. Uh, if you have an interest in a seat over there, just reach out and let me know. We uh, uh, will make sure at the end of the broadcast here, we uh, get our contact information so that you can uh, get in touch with us about that. But we're excited to have uh uh, Mr. Jimmy Rambo join us today. Let me bring Jimmy in. We're going to talk about, um, portfolio analysis today. So welcome, Jimmy. Happy to have you join us again. Good morning. I, uh, I should let our listeners know we got a little bit of an internet lag this morning. So something's going on between me and Jimmy in South Carolina. So we're good. Just a slight delay, but, um, uh, yeah, happy to have you here, Jimmy. And I, I want to make sure and talk about at the start of the broadcast here, you have got um, many years of experience. T tell our folks who haven't had a chance to meet you kind of what, what your work has been and, and uh, how long you've been with Spartan and how long Spartan's been around, all the, all the background stuff. Okay, so I've been with Spartan for um, going on seven years now in various roles uh, between uh, underwriting, business development, relationship management. Um, before that, um, I was in commercial banking for 15 years um, on, on all sides of it, relationship management, credit analysis, credit underwriting. Um, Spartan's been around since 2010, where the commercial division of American Credit Acceptance were a $4.5 billion indirect lender in the emerging credit space, uh, which started in 2007. And then doing the recession. 
doggone it. I don't know if it's happening on our listener side. I have to interrupt you just we're getting your your uh, stream is freezing a little bit, so I'm not sure where our problem is, but eight or nine, we saw the need to to be able to provide uh I'm uh, I'm losing you, Jimmy. I I think um, it's just kind of it's a streaming problem. It's just kind of in and out. We haven't run into this in a while, so I'm I'm not sure what's going on there. But we'll uh, we'll pick back up. And I I caught most of what you said there about your your particular background, and then uh, um, you know Spartans um, being a, a subdivision sort of of uh, American credit acceptance. And uh, I caught the the thing I've heard you guys talk about before. I love the phrase emerging credit. Like uh, that, that phrase alone says a lot to me. And it just says that uh, you guys as, a, as an enterprise recognize that just because folks are in a tough credit spot today doesn't mean they're always going to be in that place. And so you, you're in a position to provide them solutions. And so they're, you know, for the work that we're doing here today, I know that you, you and your company, you guys provide lines of credit to dealers, among other things. I know that you do some bulk buying. And so, you know, for the conversation today about, portfolio analysis. I know that you guys obviously have a team of underwriters when you're looking at these kind of things and you have uh, analysts who are able to get in and help analyze these kind of things. So for me, it was just really about helping dealers today understand the importance of some of these numbers we're going to talk about. And I just think it's, uh, it's a nice opportunity for us to share some ideas and some reasons that, um, you know, it's so, so important to track some of this kind of stuff. So I, I brought a tool today, Jimmy, but I would just say that, you know, I want I want our listeners to be able to send in a note and just, uh, I, I have a tool that we created. I'm happy to share it free for those who just yeah. want to send in their email address. And this will allow us to start, you know, helping dealers analyze, you know, it's part of what we do in our work is, is do uh, portfolio analysis. Is one of the first things we do when we're working with the clients, help get in there and get a framework put in place to help, um, at least have a way to capture the numbers and start to understand which numbers are important. And so this is a uh, part of what I'll just share on the screen. Now, let me get this up so that people can uh, start to see and understand kind of the, the premise of, you know, what I wanted to have a chance to share because, and, and I know this is small, I'm going to do the best I can to get that enlarged a little bit, but we're, uh, you know, we just basically are trying to make sure that people understand the, uh, the, benefits behind tracking this kind of thing this this tool is basically you can see i've got it laid out where it starts in the month of um january uh, of in this case we'd start in january 2023 and do all, all 12 months of 2023 and i went ahead and added a column for 2024 and this does most of the calculations but i think one of the things that happens jimmy when i see dealers work with this we're trying to get down here you can see on row 16 it does some calculations it's basically verifying that the numbers that we put in there are tying together and of course one of the challenges if, if a dealer who you know might have 13 months worth of history if they went back to start trying to build this now part of the challenge we run into is dms systems you know typically can't give us a very good um snapshot balance of receivables so if a dealer hasn't captured for example their their receivables balance back at the you know close of july it's pretty challenging to run those things you know after the fact i'm sure you see the same thing we do and that's one of the like one of the pieces of advice i would give anyone kind of starting out is just to, to keep and track as much data or information as you can because that, as you start to grow and build that portfolio capturing that data is going to really help you 
in your decision making going forward. So as much as that, you can kind of start tracking why it's smaller. And, and as you're starting to grow, as much as you can kind of keep that, capture that, measure that, build that, it, it can help you going forward. Right. And uh, I just think it's also, uh, you know, could kind of help to uh, make sure that um, we know that in the software side of this, that it, it's sometimes frustrating for us as, as, you know, consultants, advisors, analysts, like we're trying to get to this information and, and look, you know, dealers, when they're smaller, they're, they're operating on a budget and sometimes they choose a system that, you know, doesn't do a very thorough job here. And, you know, not everybody takes an analyst view like you and I might, but it, it is still important for dealers on a lot of levels to be able to capture this information because, you know, I, I, besides just analyzing your own performance, like just looking at your own uh, portfolio performance and being able to start to, to look to underwriting and, you know, say, gosh, our portfolio is performing poorly. We might need to relook at our underwriting or whatever the case may be. You know, that's would be step one to me is just kind of looking at our own performance. Obviously, as we measure these things, we're also able to measure the performance of our collections team. You know, if we're obviously collecting right. in-house typically, and so this is going to also be some indication of collections performance. And, and then that just would be step one is measuring how are, how are we converting the portfolio to cash? You know, it's, that's obviously one of our big objectives in this industry is to, to take this, uh, this contract and be able to convert it into cash and get the money in the bank. So this is kind of step one for me in terms of measuring when we meet a new dealer, that's just one of the first things we do is supply this template and get as much of the back information as we can. And I just know from working with some of these DMS systems that it's, it's more challenging with some than it is others to get to a number that is workable. I mean, when I say workable, we're trying to get um, to that, that row that I showed you down there where it does the math on, um, you know, the deviation here, we're just trying to get to across the year. We'd like to finish with plus or minus 1%. That's kind of what I'm targeting. And then I can, you know, feel like we've captured most of the essential data, but I think, you know, I just look at this and think, man, our software has got to be able to help us produce this. And, and some systems are, are doing better than others. I just think it's so important to dealers be able to get to this number. And so one of the other things that happens sometimes is that it's a, it's a, it's a tool to help identify theft and, or, and, or mismanagement. Sometimes it's not outright theft. It's not that anybody's putting money in their pocket, but it's like the, it's a way for us to make sure we know what our starting balance was. We capture, I call it principal activity, Jimmy, like being able to tra track at least all the principal that moved in and out of the portfolio across a, a period of time. And so this is what I think this, this tool can help do. And we get that to a plus or minus 1%. And now we've got something we can work from in terms of for you as a, as a lender and bulk buyer, you would, you would go on to some kind of deep analytics like collateral recovery rate. You might, I know you were on the podcast before i'll try to remember to share the the link to that podcast for our listeners today which you know is a kind of a, a different measure of analysis what i sometimes call conversion rates or a simplified version of what you call collateral recovery rate uh, so you want to kind of explain that again for our listeners just a kind of a high level explanation yeah um collateral recovery rate just in simple terms is for every dollar you put out that you loaned out how much did you um, bring back in it's looking at the portfolio at the beginning of the month and you, you kind of take out the originations but look at what that portfolio was at the beginning of the month and what it was at the end of the month say if it was a, a million dollars at, at the beginning of the month and it's nine hundred thousand in the month 
that $100,000 difference, how much that came from principal collected, how much that came from charge-offs. Right. Uh, and so I, I, I don't hear it as often. I know that folks in, in uh, your arena also talk about loss to liquidation ratio. So you might share that one as well. How does that so work? Th that's actually just the inverse of, of the collateral recovery rate. Okay. Um, so uh, that's it, loss to liquidation. You, you hear that more with um, a lot more with kind of larger um, like either subprime lenders or securitizations. You know, they're looking at a lot of the loss to liquidations. And that's just the, really the severity of the losses in there. So you're looking at, you know, particularly the, the early defaults are going to really hit you on, on the um, loss to liquidation and have a negative impact on, on cloud recovery rate. But the, the loss to liquidation is essentially the, the inverse of the cloud recovery Outside rate. of that. So they're all kind of doing, you know, what, what some people would, you know, look to that number, might be CRR, you know, what I'm calling conversion rates. They're all kind of measuring the same thing to figure out, essentially, you know, if I just kind of talk about it in dealer speak, it's like, I just want to know how much of my portfolio is making it into the, the cash register, you know, it's like how much is making it into the bank account first and foremost, like how well are we doing at converting these contracts into cash? And so that's kind of what we begin to measure here. And now it, that information, once we capture all that, it helps us to arrive at some other things. And, and like I said, collateral recovery rate being among them and collateral recovery rate. If we talk about that number from a bulk buying perspective, it's one of the, numbers that a bulk buyer I think would lean on when there is history of portfolio and we're buying some sort of established portfolio would be among the things that would get calculated to make a determination about buying, right? It is. It is. So, I mean, that's one, that's one example of the historical um, performance. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not always, you know, sometimes portfolio is not seasoned long enough to, to have much real history. And so you guys are buying at different levels and, and we know that happens, but it does also affect price. You know, the, the more a portfolio season and the more history you can get on it, obviously it's going to help you arrive at those calculations and have a better feel for what you're buying and potentially uh, make for a better price. But yeah, I think that's, you know, for today, I just wanted to have a chance to share the form and make sure that our, our listeners know that, you know, this would be a first step. And even if you don't have 13 months of history, we would be recommending that folks capture what they do have. And so what we're prepared to do, you know, for our listeners is just, if they'll just send in their email address. So let me just make sure I'm going to put on the screen here for everybody, the, um, our, you know, how to contact me. So let me just put my email address. If folks will just send an email there, uh, and let us know, or you can also text me. I think I've got my, I can put my cell number on there. You can text me your, your email address and, uh, and we'll get this form to you and share it in a way that we can kind of help you through coach you through the, uh, the, the completion of it. But it's, uh, it's really just the idea is to, to make it available so that people can start to measure their own stuff. I just meet so many dealers, Jimmy, that don't, they don't even have this kind of history captured and they don't, they, they need some help figuring out where to even capture the numbers sometimes in their system. And so this is something that, you know, we've talked about it plenty in some pri uh, prior White Hat Wednesday episodes. We've talked about that. You know, this is one of my um, frustrations in our industry is that dealers just don't have enough of this information at their fingertips. And so this is, uh, it's, it's problematic. You know, we're kind of working through some of it with uh, the V8 dealer group thing that we're, you know, where dealers are su submitting data and we're asking for some of this same information. And we just find that some of the systems are just, it's just challenging. And, and some of it, sometimes it's not even necessarily the software. It's just that the dealer doesn't fully understand 
what we're asking for and why we would need it, right? Well, then, then entering the information consistently. Um, yeah. you, know, you, you may have done it one month and then you changed it different how you recorded a payment. So then it's kind of kind of find a consistent way to, to enter that information too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, for today, I think we covered the parts that I would, uh, you know, want folks to know about the, you know, the actual spreadsheet. I think, let me make sure I should have your, um, your contact information where people can see it. I had it. What I, I must've put it in the wrong place. Oh, here we go. Uh, check that on the screen. Make sure I have your, your email address recorded correctly. That's correct. So, you know, besides just being a nice guy to know and, and having your contact list, I would recommend you write down that email address because when you are shopping for a line of credit or you are looking to sell a portfolio in bulk or just get some feedback, some advice from a guy who's got a ton of experience, then, you know, you'd want to reach out to, uh, most of us know you as Jimmy. I see the email address says James. And so I'm officially James too, but, uh, but yeah, I think everybody knows him as Jimmy. And so find, uh, you know, find that that email address, capture that email and make sure you reach out to him. If you're, if you're shopping for lines of credit and if you need some help getting the analysis kind of lined up, then, you know, by all means, reach out to us. This is totally free. We're just part of our white hat thing. We're just trying to make sure that dealers have the information and we want to be able to coach people through how to, uh, you know, capture this information and why it really matters. And I just think when we start with some of the systems that we worked with, we did finally, by the way, with, I won't mention names of DMS providers, but we did finally with one of the DMS providers just about three or four months ago, figure out which reports to get to be able to identify principal like down to the penny. And so that's like, you know, this is part of what, this part of why I spend my days doing is why I have a bottle of aspirin on the corner of my desk, because, you know, we're, we're diving into some of that kind of stuff and trying to help dealers identify all this stuff. And I just find that it just, it baffles me that here we are in 2024 and some of this stuff is just still just awfully difficult for dealers to be able to have at their fingertips. And so this is part of what the drum that I'm over here beating, you know, right. just trying to, you know, ask the DMS providers to, to get, and, and a lot of folks working on it. I can say that we're, we're meeting some people out there, Jimmy, that are, um, they're, they're data specialists. And, you know, they, one of the challenges, of course, we have in our industry is well, a couple of things, but you know, I have a lot of different DMS providers and not all of them have their APIs available out there, you know, for easy access. So you're kind of limited on how you can get to this information with different systems, but there are some folks working on it. And, uh, you know, we're obviously happy to support that, that mission to try to get more information into dealers hands more readily, because as you know, it's, it's, you know, I said it to somebody yesterday in a different context, but it's like, even if they can do it, they're busy. So dealers aren't, you know, they're, they're not marketing specialists. They're not data analysts, most of them. And so this stuff is, is a little more difficult for them. And I think even if they can get to it, sometimes it's incomplete. Sometimes it's late. You know, it's, it's hard to make kind of business decisions uh, when you've got late information sometimes. And so I think, you know, most of what we're looking at here is more long range performance. And, and this kind of this, this tool is meant to really measure you know, overall portfolio performance. So I can tell you, I've had conversations just this week with people who, once we get this stuff stacked out, they're saying, Oh, this portfolio is not yielding at the rate that I've sometimes feel like it is, you know? And so it's like, you just gotta, you gotta put the pencil to it and, and the numbers don't lie. So, you know, we get in there and 